Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you today? I'm doing great. Just happy to be back on Trivia Over Tea. Fantastic. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. Uh, it's a tenor showdown today. Uh, first, we have Albert. Hi, I'm Albert Stanley. As Matthew said, I'm a tenor doing my master's here at USC. Um, and I'm from Singapore originally. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being here, Albert. And we also have Steph. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Steph Lee. Um, I'm a tenor as well. Uh, first year master's student. And I'm from Orange County. Just like Singapore, I'm sure. Um, at any rate, uh, thanks for uh, thanks to both of you for being here today. Uh, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. So round one is our first general knowledge round, where we each get five multiple choice questions, and questions here are worth 10 points each. So if you get that right, you'll get those 10 points. All righty, Albert, you're up first. Are you ready? Sure, let's go. Okay, question one. When was Martin Luther King Jr. Day first observed as a federal holiday? A, 1969, B, 1986, or C, 1994? C, 1994. Um, it was actually 1986. Uh, the bill that created uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was signed into law by President Ronald Reagan in 1983, with the first observance taking place in 1986. Um, however, it was not consistently celebrated at the state level until 2000, when South Carolina became the last state to make it a paid federal uh, paid holiday for state employees. Dang. Question two: In which state is the Great Basin National Park located? A. Nevada. B. Utah. Or C. Idaho. Let's go with B. Utah. Um, it's actually in, it's a, actually in Nevada. Um, because of its isolated location, Great Basin National Park is known for having some of the darkest night skies in the contiguous United States. Question three. In the Odyssey, Odysseus chose to sail close to the sea monster Scylla rather than to sail past um, Charybdis, which was what? A, a, a rock, B, a whirlpool, or C, a giant? B, a whirlpool. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Question four. Baetica. Lusitania, and Terraconensis were three Roman provinces located in what European region? A, the Balkan Peninsula, B, the Iberian Peninsula, or C, France? Let's go with C, France. Um, it was actually the Iberian Peninsula. Um, Abetica was made up of modern-day Andalusia. Uh, Lusitania was located in modern-day modern Portugal, Extremadura, and Leon and Terraconensis covered much of the remainder of the province, of, of the peninsula, not the province. Uh, <laughs> and finally, question five. In 1954, the St. Louis Browns relocated and became what team? A, the Washington Senators, B, the Minnesota Twins, or C, the Baltimore Orioles? Can you read the options one more time? Yeah. A, the Washington Senators, B, the Minnesota Twins, or C, the Baltimore Orioles? Twins? Um, no, they actually became the Orioles. Uh, the franchise was originally founded in 1894 as the Milwaukee Brewers before moving to St. Louis in 1901. The Browns were the American League team in the city, while the Cardinals, who were established in 1882, were the National League team. Um, and it was the, the first Washington Senators who moved to 
Minnesota to become the twins. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, are you ready for your five questions? <laughs> Let's get it. Okay. Question one. Richard Nixon's presidential library and museum is located in what Orange County, California city? A, Yorba Linda, B, Anaheim, or C, San Clemente? Could you read the options one more time, please? Yeah. A, Yorba Linda, B, Anaheim, or C, San Clemente? Yorba Linda? That's correct. Uh, the yes. site includes his birthplace. The Nixons lived, um, also lived at La Casa Pacifica in San Clemente during and after his presidency. Yes. Question two. On January 18th, 1958, Willie O'Ree became the first black player to play in what league? A, the National Football League, B, the National Basketball Association, or C, the National Hockey League? C. Wait, which one did you say? Sorry. C. C. That's correct. Uh, the National Hockey League. Um, Jackie Robinson had broken baseball's color barrier 11 years earlier in 1947. O'Ree played his entire career with the Boston Bruins and was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2018. Question three. White Sands National Park is located in which state? A, New Mexico, B, Colorado, or C, Utah? B. Uh, no, it was actually A, New Mexico. Uh, it was originally designated as a national monument on uh, January 18th, 1933. It is the most visited National Park Service site in New Mexico. Question four. Which of the following states does not have a city named Athens? A, Georgia, B, Ohio, or C, Virginia? Georgia? Uh, no, it's actually Virginia. Athens, Georgia is, home, uh, is the home of the University of Georgia. And Athens, Ohio oh is the home of Ohio University. But there is no Athens, Virginia. Gotcha. And finally, question five. According to the U.S. Constitution, who is eligible to be elected Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives? A, only current members of the House. B, anyone who is currently or has previously served in Congress. Or C, it does not specify. Could you say everything one more time? Sure. <laughs> According to the U.S. Constitution, who is eligible to be elected Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives? A, only current members of the House, B, anyone who is currently or has previously served in Congress, or C, it does not specify. I feel like it's B. Um, no, it's actually C. It does not specify. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Okay. While the Constitution does not specify that the Speaker must be a current member of the House, every Speaker thus far has been. Okay. So there you go. Gotcha. All righty. That's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? where we have Albert at 10 and Steph at 20. All righty, and now it is time for round two. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? In round two, you'll get five open-ended questions, each on the same topic. Uh, questions here with 20 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. All righty, so this podcast is being released on January 18th. And uh, January 18th is the birthday of a uh, famous actor. Um, and, uh, that actor is Kevin Costner. Do you guys know who Kevin Costner is? Okay. So we got one. Yes. One. No. Okay. So that's not bad. Um, well, you're both are going to get questions about Kevin Costner and the films that he's been in. So hopefully, <laughs> ho hopefully this will go. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, Albert, you're up first. Are you ready? Great. 
Let's do it. Okay. Question one. Costner won uh, the Academy Award for Best Director for what 1991 epic Western film about a Union Army lieutenant who travels to the frontier and encounters a group of Lakota people? Is it The Last Mohican? No, not that one. Um, Steph? Uh, 19, oh my goodness. <laughs> a little backdraft? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, this this one's called Dancing with Wolves. Um, oh. Costner was nominated for, was also nominated for Best Actor, uh, and the film won Best Picture that year. Question two: Costner currently stars in what TV series set in and around a national park? Wait, who answers first? Um, you do, Albert. Is it Yellowstone? It is Yellowstone. Um, he oh. has been nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Television Series Drama, and I actually wrote this before the Golden Globes. Do we know? Did he win? Anybody? Uh, I don't know, actually. Okay. Carter, can you look that up? <laughs> Thank you. Did Kevin uh, Golden Globe? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if he won. Um, well, you do that. Question three. Cosner played Crash Davis, an old veteran at, tasked with mentoring a young, impulsive pitcher in what 1988 sports film centered around a minor league baseball team? great film uh, all the guesses i have are going to be wrong um angels in the outfield not correct no uh steph do you know <laughs> no no, the, no okay no. um th this one's called bull durham uh take on the durham bulls yeah uh the film also stars tim robbins and susan sarandon and it is a great film uh, i actually watched it on a plane last month <laughs> and, uh, had a great time. Um, Carter says that the answer is yes, but he couldn't go to the awards ceremony. Oh, because of the rain. <laughs> the rain. <laughs> I just copy pasted some headlines, but yes, that's funny. That's I mean fair because I didn't go anywhere last Tuesday either because it was pouring here in Los Angeles, and allegedly it's supposed to rain today. Although currently, in at my present location in South Pasadena, California, it is not raining. Is it is it raining where either of you are, Albert? Steph? No, it's it's sunny. Okay. Finally dry after the last few days. Cool. Good to know. All righty. There's your weather report. Now back to uh, back to trivia. Uh, Albert, question four. Costner was in the romantic comedy film Tin Cup with Rene Russo, which is about what other sport? Let's go with hockey. Uh, Steph, mm, lacrosse. No, no. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I could say something really disparaging about lacrosse, but I won't. Um, the answer is golf. Actually, oh. um, it was uh, directed and co-written by Ron Shelton, who also directed and wrote Bull Durham. There you go. Uh, and finally, question five. Costner played Elliot Ness, the leader of a team of law enforcement agents tasked with taking down Al Capone in what 1987 film? And my hint to you on this is what's the name of the group of people? What were they called? Because that's the name of the film. <laughs> uh, this is going to be bad. Goodfellas. No. Uh, Steph. 
<clears throat> uh, what year you said? Uh, this was 1987. <laughs> uh, but again, what was the name of the group of people tasked with taking down Al Capone? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Okay. Um, it's called The Untouchables. You heard of that? Yeah. And no, shaking hands. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, that was the name of the, <laughs> the name of the group of law enforcement agents. Yeah, the Untouchables. Anyway, Robert De Niro played Al Capone, and Sean Connery won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for playing Jim Malone in the film. Hmm. Alrighty, Steph, um, are you ready for your five questions about Kevin right. Costner? <sighs> I, yeah, I think let's I, go for it. I, I think there's a couple of these that you might get right. So, yeah, we'll see. Here we go. Question one: Costner oh, played so. Ka- Costner so. played Al Harrison, the director of the Space Task Group, in what 2016 film? Interstellar. Uh, no. Albert. What was the question? Sorry. Costner played Al Harrison, the director of the Space Task Group, in what 2016 film? Gravity? <laughs> uh, no, this was Hidden Figures. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the film starred uh, Taraji B. P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monet. Yeah. Uh, question two. Costner also starred in what other baseball film in which he plays a farmer who builds a baseball field that attracts the ghosts of baseball legends? Uh, uh, I only know one baseball movie, and it's not that. <laughs> uh, but that's the only one I know. Forty-two. I don't uh, know yeah. any other baseball movie than that. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Albert, is this Angels in the Outfield? No. Uh, no, this is Field of Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Among the legends that appear are Shoeless Joe Jackson and other and other members of the 1919 Chicago White Sox team. Oh yeah. my goodness. Only three more questions to go on this one. Um, question three. In the 1992 film The Bodyguard, Costner co-starred with what singer whose songs were featured in the movie? Whitney Houston. That's correct. Uh, despite the film being panned by critics, its soundtrack became one of the best-selling albums of all time and features some of Whitney Houston's biggest hits like Run to You and I Will Always Love You. Costner was the one who suggested that Houston record the cover of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You for the film. Question four. Costner played the adoptive father of what superhero played by Henry Cavill in a 2013 film? Superman? That's correct. Uh, The film is called (laughs) Man of Steel and was the first in a reboot of the Superman franchise. And finally, question five. One of the flops that starred Costner was what 1995 film set in a world in which the polar ice caps have melted and sea levels have risen 25,000 feet. Oh my God. Uh, uh, the day after tomorrow? No. Albert? Nope. No? <laughs> I don't even have a guess. Cool. Uh, the answer to this, to this one is Waterworld. Um, and at the, time it was, at the time, it was the most expensive film ever made with a budget of $172 million. And uh, did not make that back. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's the end of round two. Um, Carter, can you uh, please give us a score update? We have Albert at 30 and Steph at 60. 
<laughs> I, have, I have to say it was not the um the worst round two that we've ever had so <laughs> yeah now it's time for round three so uh, carter can you please tell us the rules well round three will be a lot like round two but this time we get questions on a variety of topics questions here are worth 30 points each and if you get one wrong your opponent can answer for 15 points Alrighty, albert are you ready yes let's go question one what interstate highway provides the link between the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and the Houston metropolitan area? I-45? That's correct. It runs 285 miles from Dallas to Galveston, Texas. Question two. Since Don Larson's perfect game in the 1956 World Series, who became the second pitcher in MLB history to throw a no-hitter in the postseason? Complete game or? Yeah. One, only one pitcher. Oh, I know this was not going to come. Nope. No. Steph, do you know? No, I don't. No. Albert, if I tell you he was a Philadelphia Philly, does that ring a bell? No. I, 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 it's, no. it's somewhere okay. in there, but nope. Yeah. Uh, this was Roy Halladay. Yeah, um, and as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies, Halliday pitched a no-hitter on October 6th, 2010 in Game 1 of the NLDS against the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. And last year, a combined no-hitter was thrown by three Astros pitchers against the Phillies in the World Series. Christian Javier. So there you go. <laughs> Question three. What is the only U.S. state to be located partially within the central time zone and also touch the Atlantic Ocean? Partially. So part of it's not in the central time zone? That's correct. Partially within the central time zone, but it also touches the Atlantic Ocean. There's Georgia? only one state. Is it Georgia? Not Georgia. Um, Steph? Uh, Louisiana? Uh, no. Uh, this is Florida. You were close, Albert. Uh, much of the Florida panhandle, including Panama City and Pensacola, excuse me, is located in the central time zone. Georgia's whole western border is with the central time zone, but the state is located entirely within the eastern time zone. Question four. Prime Minister Paul Keating was among those who advocated heavily for what country to become a republic and get rid of the British monarch as their head of state. Australia. That's correct. The Republican movement in Australia culminated in a 1999 referendum in which Australians rejected becoming a republic and retained the monarchy as their head of state. And finally, question five. April 15th will mark the first day of the world championship of what Q sport played with 24 balls, including a Q ball, 15 red balls, and six colors. And that's in quotation marks. Um, and I'll just tell you that my brother wrote this question. I would have had absolutely no idea. <laughs> Billiards. <laughs> Um, if only it were that simple. No. Um, <laughs> Steph, do you know? Um, could you read the read what, like, how, how many balls and what color? Yes, yeah, so there's 24 balls. Um, there's balls. a cue ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I guess that's not part of the 20. Oh, okay. 24 balls, including a cue ball, 15 red balls, and six colors. That doesn't add up to 24, but we'll... <laughs> We'll go with that. We'll go with it. Um, it's a sport. I was gonna Apparently. say poker. It's not poker. It's not poker. Um, it sounds like it's like billiards, but it's not. 
Cur uh, curling? No. Um, this is snooker, which what? I've heard no. of. What is that? Yep, never seen anyone play it, though. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And where Mason got this information, Lord only knows. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Alrighty, uh, Steph, are you ready for your yeah. five questions? Let's get it. Okay, question one. The only two secondary interstate highways in Orange County, California, are spur routes of what primary interstate highway? I-5. That's correct. Yes. Uh, the two spur routes are the 405 and 605. Yes. Question two. What company is the oldest publisher of dictionaries in the United States? Merriam-Webster. That's correct. It was founded in 1831 in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, George and Charles Merriam, uh, they founded it as G&C Merriam Company. And then following Noah Webster's death in 1843, they bought the rights to his An American Dictionary of the English Language, from which all of their dictionaries are descended. There you go. Question three. The 2022 season marked the first time that what NFL team would play in a stadium with a sponsored name deal after Paul Brown Stadium was renamed Haycor Stadium? <laughs> um, could you say the question one more time? Please? Yeah. The 2022 season marked the first time that what NFL team would play in a stadium with a sponsored name deal after Paul Brown Stadium was renamed Paycor Stadium? Uh, geez, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> no, it's not them. Um, uh. Albert? Um, let's go with the Patriots. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's interesting that you say the Browns. Cause that was my, when, when Mason sent me this question last night, um, that was my first thought. And the answer that he gave, I was like, that's not right. And I looked it up and sure enough, um, it's actually the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. oh, <laughs> Next no, you were on the wrong end of the state. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's tricky because, um, the, the Cleveland Browns are named for Paul Brown which is what right. confused me. But yeah. the stadium is in <laughs> Cincinnati. Oh, so there you go. Okay. Got yeah. you. Trick question. <sighs> question four. What Beatles hit was also the title of their final album? Oh, gosh. Uh, final album? Gosh. Uh, let it be. That's correct. Um, <gasps> it was That's correct? Yep, that, that's it. It was the group's <laughs> final single before John Lennon announced his departure from the group. Um, and the album Let It Be was released on May 8th, 1970, a month after their breakup. <sighs> and finally, question five. The headwaters of the Mississippi River are located in what state? Well, I guess, is this a trick question too? <laughs> I, 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 that depends, I suppose. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Where where's the uh, source? Mississippi. No. Albert. Colorado. <laughs> no. Uh it's in Minnesota, actually. Oh, um yeah. The source of the river is um Lake Itasca, located in north central Minnesota. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the end of round three. So uh Carter, can you please give us a score update? <laughs> We have Albert at 90 and Steph at 150. All 
righty, and now it is time for round four. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Round four is our showdown, where you'll each get the same three questions. And we'll ask you to uh, make note of your answers, whether it's writing them down, typing them on your phone, whatever you want to do. And questions here are worth 40 points each. We'll reveal our answers about the same time. All righty. Albert, Steph, are we ready? Blue my notes app on to write something down. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Question one. What was the name of Monty Python's sketch show that ran on the BBC for five years? All righty. Do we have answers? Albert? The Mighty Boosh. Steph? I don't. I actually have no no idea. Okay. Um, This is Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh. Yeah. Uh, The show ran from 1969 to 1974 and was the first big collaboration between the six comedians that comprised Monty Python. Um, After the show ended, they would produce their three feature films, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and The Meaning of Life. So there you go. Question two. What Greek philosopher is said to have discovered that musical pitches can be translated into mathematical equations? Alrighty. Albert? Pythagoras. <laughs> Steph? Pythagoras. That's correct. It was. It is apparently yeah. Pythagoras. Um, the discovery that the frequency ratio between octaves, um, notes an octave apart, um, is two to one, and three to two for notes a perfect fifth apart, is attributed to him. However, like most of his discoveries, whether he was actually the one who made them is unknown or doubtful Poor in some cases. Mm. But it is Pythagoras. And finally, question three: Hector Berlioz's opera. Um, Beatrice et Benedict is based on what Shakespeare play? With apologies to the good people of France for my half-hearted attempt to pronounce that uh, French title. Alrighty. Uh, Albert, what is your answer? Much Ado About Nothing. Steph? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It was Much Ado About Nothing. Yep. Um, <laughs> Benedict and Beatrice are two of the central characters of the play who fall in love in the end. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? We have Albert with 170 and Steph at 190. Very good. Well, Steph, you have one. Uh, do, do you have anything that you would like to say? Um, I would like to thank, uh, first of all, the Lord for bestowing me some... Uh, the ability to um, take in knowledge and and use it for events like this, the trivia, T trivia, trivia, T trivia over tea. Yeah, trivia over tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so glad I'm you know the back, title yeah. of the podcast. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 overwhelmed right now. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I like I like to thank my friends for supporting me despite my shortcomings in knowledge of the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes very good well uh that's our <laughs> show for this week folks thank you albert and steph for being on the show today as well as carter zanke for being our scorekeeper and mason cook for composing the music uh, today's questions were written by mason cook and yours truly and thank you for listening Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. 
and check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in in two weeks when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.